Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Joshua chapter 4. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take 12 men from the people from each tribe of man. 12 tribes, take one man from each tribe. And command them, saying, Take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's foot stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. And Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the people of Israel. That this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off so that these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Love that. Look what it says. It says, so when your children ask in time to come. In other words, these stones are going to be there for years, for years, and for years to come. And your children are going to look at those stones and they say, Dad, what are those and they share a testimony about what God did for them. That's what your testimony is. Your testimony is a monument to God, is a memorial to God for all the amazing things he's done in your life. So when your children ask you in years to come, Dad, how did you get where you're at today? You can pull out those stones. You can say, this is what God did in my life. This is what God did for me. This is what God did here at the age of six. When I was sitting on my bed with my blue Bible and my red highlighter, and I, I wanted to be a pastor just like my dad, and I started to scribble in my Bible, and my mom walked through the doors of my bedroom and saw me sitting on the lower bunk, and she said, Ben, what are you doing? I said, I'm highlighting in my Bible. And she saw me drawing in the column breaks of my Bible. She said, why are you doing that? I said, because I want to be a pastor just like my dad. I remember she sat down on the bed with me. She turned to a couple key scriptures. I just found that Bible the other day. I've had it for 34 years. She sat down and she underlined a couple scriptures and showed me how to do it properly. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget at the age of 16, hearing the call of God again and saying, Ben, you're going to be a pastor. And age of 21... God gave me a wake-up call, punch in the face by somebody, kept me from going into law enforcement. Said, I want you to be a pastor. All the reason I'm a pastor today is because God sent somebody to punch me in the face. (laughs) Sometimes that's what it takes, right? I was running so hard. I don't want to do that. (laughs) God said, I'll send someone to beat you up. never forget one night 
being the dumbest I've ever done, just, just doing dumb stuff. I'm feeling this like guilt and conviction even as I was doing it. I remember about eight o'clock the next morning, the phone rings. I'm like, hello. And Ben? I'm like, yes, this is your mom. Oh, hi, mom. Never forget. How are you doing? I'm good. Really? You can always tell the sound of your mom's voice. Yes. Are you sure? Not anymore. Why do you ask, Mom? Because last night, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me sleep. And I prayed for you all night long. And I can't help but think what those prayers kept me from that night. I'm here today because of the grace of God and what he's done in my life. I have a beautiful wife that I don't deserve because of the grace of God. I have two beautiful children, one of them sitting on the front row with her Bible open. I love you. I have another one. Oh, there she is, sitting back there with grandma and grandpa because of the grace of God. I want to hear your story today. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. We're going to go back into worship, and then you're just going to start to line up right over there. And then one at a time, if you remember, let's line up on the great carpet on that wall, and then Caleb will send you up to Brandon, and, and we're going to share some testimonies today. God, thank you so much. You can go now. Some of you itching to get out of your seat. Go ahead. Get over there. Line up. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for what, what you've done. Pastors and staff, please share your testimonies as well. God, I thank you for what you've done in 2013. God, I thank you how you've saved people. God, you've restored marriages. Lord, you've healed people's bodies. God, you've done miracles. Lord, you've done supernatural things. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for how you're building Campus Church. And uh, Lord, I pray that today as these stories are shared, God, that you would be glorified, that you would be magnified, that memorial stones would be set up, that people would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. So, Lord, today, be honored, be glorified, be magnified in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on out. My name is Maria. Uh, some people know me, some people don't know me. And even though uh, Pastor Ben, Pastor Katie, uh, Pastor Melissa, Brandon, Joe, and Caleb share about my, the whole year practically, about my healing, I'm the one. I'm the one because of the grace of God. I'm the one because I believe in Him. Um, I'm the one because. He gave me hope and he gave me a future. He gave me plans. Um, I battled cancer for 12 years. And when the last surgery, surgery came up, I said, this is it. This got to be the, the end of this cycle. I said, no more cancer. You have healed me. Why am I getting it back over and over? But that day I said, I believe that this is this is it, that it is done, it is finished, by his stripes I am healed, and um, through the love of my family, my husband, our kids, and all of your guys, and all the prayers, I am here today, because of him, because he came in salvation, and um, 
I could say it was a tough year, even though the results after the surgery didn't came back normal. And I said, God, this is it. I believe this is it. Why is not normal? It gotta be normal. So by the time I got the test done, then everything was normal. And I, by his mercy, I am here today. I am here to share life with my family, with my husband, with all of you. And God has changed my life through it. And another testimony that he has changed my life is through service to God. Um, I got to be honest, Pastor Ben. Uh, last year, I translated. I'm translating today. I'm on schedule for next week. I said, I'm declining next week. But you know, God, you know what? God never declined me. God, God always accept me, and he never hit the climb. So through service, through God, you know, we, we are just transformed and believe there's hope. Amen. Come on. Amen. Hi everybody, my name is Susan Voss. I have lived in darkness since I was little until April 21st of this year. I got a calling from God from a flyer from you all and it said, come as you are. And I, can't, and I usually throw the flyers away because I would think, oh, it's you know, why, am, why would God love me? I've done so much wrong in my life. But something made me keep that flyer. And I had it on my table for like two weeks, maybe three. And I kept reading it every night at dinner. Come as you are, come as you are, Canvas Church. And I got him. It's usually something I wouldn't do. I'd say have a girlfriend come with me or something. But God was calling me. And I know he was calling me. And I know who he kept me alive during all my use of drugs and, and everything else. And um, I, I walked into Canvas Church, and I drove here by myself, and I said, I'm going. And when I walked through them doors, I felt God just practically throw me on my knees in a good way that you are here you you made it finally Susan so he found me I feel I uh, I have become such a changed person I wasn't a very good very a person you would want to know at all I have come to love all of you I've come to especially love the Lord my praying my worshiping my I guess my addictive personality I wanted the Lord more than I ever wanted anything before um, I I love you all I love the Lord with my heart dearly I'm going to the school of ministry I'm serving the Lord I quit smoking. I quit the drugs. I, um, my legs are getting better because of my diabetes. He's healing me. I, I would lay in bed all the time. 
I would grieve over all the family I've lost, my mom, my dad, my husband, my brother, my nephew who hung himself. And I would grieve over, you know, I didn't get to say goodbye to all of them. You know, I, are they proud of me of what I'm doing now? But I know they're with the Lord, and I know that they can, they're looking down on me, and they're saying, you know, you go, girl, you know. And, um, but I'm happy with myself these days. I'm not waking up feeling depressed. I'm not waking up feeling like I wish I was dead and with them. I want to live to serve the Lord. I want you who have not had the Lord in their life to find him like I did. It's never too late. I'm 54 and it's never too late to have him in your lives. And just remember that. Just remember he loves us all. That's all he wants is love. Amen. Come on. I know that the I know that we're not having junior high today, and so I mean, if there's junior hires in here and you want to share, I know that we're not having the older kids class day too. So, just tug on your mom's shirt sleeve and say, "I want to share." Okay. Seriously, if there's kids in here and parents, you can come up with them. Um, let's bring the next one up. the coat. I'm from Minnesota, but I'm still freezing right now. <laughs> um, I started to can- coming to Canvas about a week after they started here, which was in what? Was that January? Yeah. January. So um, I kind of wanted to talk about just that year because so much has happened in, uh, in just the year since I started coming here. Um, I had a really good childhood, but then right around middle school, um, a lot changed for me. I got transferred to a different school in seventh grade, and I got in with the wrong crowd, and there was some stuff going on at home, and um, by the end of seventh grade, I had been suspended for drugs. I was suspended in eighth grade. Um, By ninth grade, I was drinking. Um, I had a boyfriend who was actually in his first year of college, which I kept from my parents for quite a while. Um, I My grades were dropping. I was now, like, failing out of school. I, um, by 10th grade, could no longer do any school sports. I uh, just was a mess. I was a disaster, and things were going horrible with this guy. He would see other girls. He, he was... Um, big into drugs, and although I never did a lot of the ones um, that he did, I uh, was always around the violent rages when he would come down from it, Um, and from him, I just went into broken relationship after broken relationship, and uh, this year, uh, in the beginning of January, I broke up with my boyfriend that I'd been living with for three years, and I came to Canvas, and I decided to start following God, and I... um, I just went all in. I came to church every Sunday. I went through Next. I started serving. I now teach kids ministry. I am going to be... <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be leading my own community group this coming January. I uh, do full-time school of ministry. It's just its amazing when you give God everything that you have, what, what he'll do and how he'll just completely transform and change you and he can do it so quickly and and he does it so subtly too as to like not shock you because 
if I would have a year ago known that I would even be standing up here, there's no way in heck I would have ever believed that. <laughs> um, so it's, it's just really cool. And um, I just can tell now that I used to never be single because I really had my own perception of myself wrong. I, I allowed my boyfriends to treat me poorly because um, I didn't know how loved I was. Um, but now God affirms that all the time. And uh, he tells me that I'm his child. He tells me that I'm dearly loved. And uh, he tells me that nothing can separate me from his love. And uh, that's my identity. And uh, I just want um, everybody to know, especially other girls out here who might be single, like just take this season to to enjoy God, to like get to know Him and to let Him heal you, to let Him work in you, and uh, you're going to be amazed. So, thanks. <laughs> Come on. Good morning, everybody. Um, Jeremiah Wallace, I know a large portion of you guys, um, but this is the first time I'm giving my testimony, so I don't really know it myself, um, so bear with me. Um, so I didn't really think I had one just because I hadn't really endured anything extreme in my life, um, but I do have one, and God has been placing it on my heart to, to look back, take a moment, look back, and um, just allow me to see what he's brought me out of. I mean... I have attained salvation for a reason. It's because I have a past. It's because I have a testimony. So I'm looking, looking back at that. And um, I'm not sure if this is the case for all middle children, but um, I was the middle child. Didn't get too much attention from the folks. Uh, my older sister, bit of a drama queen. And um, my younger brother, um, just trouble all the time. Just a ball of shenanigans. Um, so I kind of took the role of a stability just for the sake of the sanity of my parents. Um, and um, don't get me wrong, I didn't get the I love, I, I did get the I love yous, I got the hugs um, here and there. Um, and I got, I'm proud of you, you can do whatever you want to do, but that's as far as it went. From there, I took it, I took it on my own. And um, I had success, I had success doing everything on my own, according to my will, under my own power. Um, and like this was despite the fact that there was so much financial instability and by that I mean brokenness. We moved probably like 10 to 15 times when I was younger. Um, I was physically abused by my father. That relationship deteriorated significantly and it's still an issue and um, just suffered the things that we suffer growing up in this world in this hectic San Diego. It's crazy out here. Um, and um, despite all that, I was still I was still doing everything great. But um, I, I thought I could achieve anything that I wanted to, and God saw that as a major heart issue. So He started. I started failing. I started making mistakes. He started breaking me, and um, I, I I got kicked out of UC Davis soon after I enrolled. Um, I um, I don't know. I was I was jobless relationships were failing and just mistake after mistake, failure after failure, I became fearful and I was a shell of myself. And um, 
I couldn't step out in faith because I was afraid that if I made another mistake, that would be my last and I would take my life. Um, so I got into marijuana, got into uh, partying, got into alcohol, um, got into prescription pills, and I experimented with other drugs. And I can't say I was addicted to those things, but I became a slave to them. Um, and it got to a point where I was at the end of myself. And um, I saw God heal my mother from a disease that most people don't survive from. And she contracted it from my father. Um, and it, it changed my life. God healed her. She committed herself to him. So I thought I should do the same. Um, and I did that. I read the Bible on my own, and I got the answers to the questions that I, I never, I never got. Um, and I'm at this point where um, I, I'm in school of ministry for the second time, um, leading my own community group as well, and just so many beautiful relationships and heart changes, changes on the outside. I have this wonderful woman um, that I absolutely want, I don't want to take for granted. I've always wanted to be a father and do things correctly. Um, because it wasn't done for me. So I want to do that for her daughter, Linnea. And I can't do that if I don't look back into my past and check my testimony. So that's the step I'm taking now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to break some ankles, put that knee up there. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you. Come on. My name is Kyle, and this is my wife, Myra, and um, so I guess first we just want to say that uh, uh, three years ago, we uh, got married, and it was in secret, and that's a story in itself, um, and about a year later, we came out and told uh, our family and friends, and um, Myra will tell you the story about that uh, on her own time, um, but that has to do with um, really telling you about what God has been able to do in our lives, and this year in 2013. 2012, uh, the enemy threw a lot of attacks at us. We had a young marriage, things that young married couples go through, all married couples go through, marital issues and finances. Um, and we just said at the end of 2012, starting 2013, that we were going to make a change and put our reliance in God and not um, ourselves or in family members and Thing, things like that, and we, so we just decided we're going to put in God, and uh, what we were able to see done in our lives by putting our reliance in God in 2013 um, was pretty amazing. We were able to finally have the wedding that we never had, um, that we really felt under the eyes of God legitimized our marriage uh, in January of this year, um, and just being able to have that and financially afford that was just a, a blessing and then go on we went on a, a road trip to, to New York and back and and just all these things I was able to graduate she was able to go back to school and just so many blessings and it's not those blessings in themselves that are great it's that um, that God provided those things um, through our reliance in him and uh, and we're just so excited for next year knowing um, what that reliance in God can do for our lives. Um, so the little details are when we first came to Canvas about two and a half years ago, um, like I said, we were, like my husband said, we were married in secret. We, no family, no friends knew. And um, something that was meant to be beautiful was hidden in the darkness um, 
because of fear of our family members. And um, I remember uh, Joe came up to me. She was like, hi, what's your name? I was like, hi, I'm Myra. This is my boyfriend, Kyle. And then later on, I introduced him as a husband. And then she's like, I'm confused. I thought he was your boyfriend, husband. And we ended up going out to eat with Pastor Ben and Pastor Katie. And they're like, okay, are you guys married or not? What, what's going on here? And uh, we're like, well, we're married. We told him the story. And um, after that conversation, he said, you need to do two things. One, you need to tell your families that you're married. And of course, I ignored that. And he said, and second, you need to have a wedding. And of course, as a woman, I was like, yes, the wedding, the wedding. So that's all I heard. And, you know, put the hard part on telling Kyle, his family, that we were married. But um, in 2012, we didn't think we deserved anything. And um, he was able to give us our dream wedding. And um, <laughs> um, he's just been able to reconstruct everything that we thought we didn't deserve and that um, he's just given us so much this year that I just, I'm still in awe of so much that he's done for us. He's brought healing into my life, healing into our marriage and our families have come together, something that we thought was not able to be reconstructed it was and it was just through him and it just 2013 has been incredible for us and um, we've been able to be a part of youth and junior high and be able to be there with them and just be able to teach them and just it's just incredible because we didn't think that our marriage was worthy and it was it was to him and we're just so thankful and blessed Come on. Now you guys are getting you guys are getting the short versions of this. I would encourage you to if you get a chance to meet some of these people, talk to them and hear the full length versions because God's done some incredible things uh, in these people's lives. Um hi, I'm Jennifer. Um I uh grew up in church um and I have had a relationship with the Lord since I was 14. Um, so I have a lot of testimonies, but I'm going to tell you my canvas story as briefly as possible. Um, a little over about two years ago, I decided to join the Navy. I don't know why, but um, I decided to join the Navy. And uh, so last August, I arrived here in San Diego um, already with a list um, of churches to try out that I had looked into. Um, and Canvas was actually the first church that I visited. Um, and I was coming from a very stable place, um, spiritually, not perfect, obviously, but very stable. Um, I had mentors, I had community, um, I had more than one church group that I was connected to, but I was completely plugged in. And um, so I was just coming from a very stable place, and I felt really great and encouraged about just, you know, taking the Navy by storm for the Lord. And... Um, <laughs> It did not go that way. <laughs> um, I know that we have a lot of Navy family. For me, it was very difficult. Um, it was a very difficult change and <clears throat> very, uh, very hard in a lot of different ways. Um, and so, through <clears throat> through my first visit here, I just I felt very, very at home and very welcome. Um, and it wasn't before long, maybe visiting one or two other churches, that I realized I actually found the right church the first time, the very first one that I walked into when I, when I came. Um, but because of the, the struggles that I was having with the Navy, <clears throat> excuse me, and just um, 
um, just um, feeling not worthy, feeling ashamed um, from having such a strong background and, and just coming from a very stable place and um, just being completely not stable um, in the midst of all of the trial that I was facing in the Navy, I felt um, hesitant to connect. Even after the Lord told me that this is definitely where I needed to be, I felt it was difficult for me to connect. And even as I was trying to, um, even as I was making those steps, I just, it was just a very difficult process. Um, but I, I made it through that first year because of my family here. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> and... I sent a letter to Pastor Ben <laughs> saying all of this before. Um, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for my church family here. And when I came back from leave the other day, I knew that I was coming. I was coming back to love. I wasn't coming back to a hostile work environment or um anything like that. I was coming back to love. I was coming back to people that I was able to love and I didn't have that last year. Um, I didn't have that that feeling, that connection, that sense of family. I felt very lost in a, in a big city um, and I don't have to feel that way anymore and I've grown and God is doing amazing things in my life and taking me even further than I was before um, and I'm just so grateful for that. So, thank you. <laughs> Come on. Come on. How many of you guys give us about 10 more minutes? Anybody give us about 10 more minutes? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. All right, we got 50 more minutes. Here's what we're going to do. Come on out, Sierra. Um, just excuse what's taking place here. I realized that we're making the pregnant woman stand the whole entire time. And I thought, wow, how horrible of it. We're going to try to lower this, too. We're going to make it all happen, all right? Do you want to do that? Go ahead. You just keep playing, Wes. You just keep, yeah. Isn't it cool having Wes up here? Come on. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Sierra. I, I was born into a Christian family, and my father was the, the, the one who, like, pioneered the whole family Christian movement. Um, he was the one getting us up in the morning, going to church, and um, always finding ways to preach to us all the time. And um, we've we moved around... A lot. I think I lived in like 35 cities before I was 10. And um, but each place that I lived, the one constant thing in my life was church and God. Um, on top of that, I was a huge dad, huge daddy's girl. Um, everything I did was to impress him. Everything I did was to um, make him proud. So um, a part of that was being a Christian. Um, Unfortunately, when I was about six, I started to witness him uh, very poorly treat my mother. Um, so I had this weird conflict in my head about my idea of what uh, my heavenly father was versus my earthly father. Um, because my father would preach about God's love, but then turn around and hit my mother. Um, so I, I found it hard to reconcile those two ideas. Um, but I still wanted to impress him, still wanted to be the best kid ever. Um, I was the oldest kid, which means I was the best kid and um, the smartest and all those things. Um, so I, and then later on, 
he, he, my father left and I thought I wasn't good enough. Um, if only I was a better student, if only I was a better big sister, if only I was a better Christian girl, then my dad would have stayed. And so um, in my attempts to prove to my father that I'm still good enough, even though he was gone, long gone, um, I, I, I wanted, I, I would go to church and I would be the best kid in the youth group. I would go to school and try to get the best grades. I would take dance classes, try to be the best dance, uh, dancer in the room. Um, so my faith in God wasn't really my own. It was always my father's. And then around uh, the beginning of high school, it wasn't necessarily one singular moment, but then God started to speak to me personally and say, you are my daughter, like you are mine and I am yours. And I started to explore what that means to, to take ownership of my own faith in God. Um, and it was great. I was, uh, I was having a relationship with Jesus. It was great. I loved him. He loved me. I was, it was, life was amazing in high school. Um, and then I get to college. College is stupid. Um, it's actually great. You should, all of you go to college, higher education. Wonderful. Um, (laughs) but the social aspect of college, um, going from a life of, Christianity, the only thing in my ear was God is real. God exists. Heaven and hell exist. And then you get to college and you you meet a bunch of people who know different things and they mean what they say. They sound intelligent when they say it. And then you, and then you start to question how you grew up. Um, so that was a huge struggle. Then on top of that, people started inviting me to parties, um, which was kind of new and fun in high school and younger I was never really invited to those parties or anything. Um, so it felt cool to be invited to, like, college parties. And um, I would go. And then for two years, um, kind of spiraled into a not-so-holy lifestyle. Um, at, at some point, I hit rock bottom. I, I just felt really depressed. I felt like I was stupid and ugly and horrible did not know why God would love me. Um, I, I would still go to church, put on the facade like I'm a good Christian girl, but then, but I never really believed that God loved me and that the words in the Bible were true. Um, and again, it wasn't one singular moment. God began to speak to me again in this season of my life. Um, and just... I would try to reason him like God, but I did this. How can you still love? How can you love me? He's, and he tells me I still love you. And I, then I would be like, but I did this. Why do you still love me? And he just looks at me or doesn't look at me. But he just tells me I still love you. And those those four words kind of like resonate in my heart still today. Like I still love you no matter what. And um, so. Now I'm kind of in this place where I just think about God and I think of all the amazing things he does. Like he created the cosmos, like he created humanity and science like photosynthesis and sunsets and all these amazing things. And like all of those things make sense. Like I'm not really impressed by all of those things. The one thing that impresses me most by God, his greatest miracle is that he can still love me. Um, 
So I, right now I'm walking in that, just knowing that no matter what I've done, no matter what I will do, God will still love me and that will continue to be his greatest miracle in my life. Amen. Come on. My name is Ben. This is my beautiful wife, Janelle. Uh, we're we're going to be quick, just kind of recap the last few months of this year. God's done a, an amazing work in our life. Um, through the last three years, we kind of went through a, a lot of a, a drought, a lot of doors being closed, and uh, we kind of questioned what was going on. God moved us out of a, a church that we were in and planted in and, and loved and still love, um, but we, we knew God was moving us forward. We finally got a word to do that, uh, but we didn't know where we were going. Um, we, we tried a few, few different places up in, in North County. We live in Valley Center, which is way, ways away from here. But uh, um, um, through just a, a call to coincidence, fate, God, you know, I, obviously it's God. Um, but uh, 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 Pastor Ben reconnected with me on, on, on Facebook, which had been, I don't know, eight years since I had, since I had talked to him. He used to be my pastor when I was uh, uh, a teenager still, uh, quite, quite a while ago. And um, uh, within a few days, a few other people contacted me and uh, said, hey, why don't you come down to Canvas? And, and uh, uh, so we're like, okay, we'll check it out. You know, nothing, nothing else going on. We came down here and uh, um, just instantly just felt the presence of God, felt just uh, the, the same, same vision that we've, we've had for wants to do in this city. Uh, it was just here. And uh, both my wife and I left, and uh, it was we got in our car and we were like, is it, is it okay to instantly know that this is where God wants us? And, uh, and you know, we both said yes and, and, and God's planted us here. Um, it, but it's, it's been really amazing because uh, there was, I'm, I'm, I've been involved with worship all my life, um, but that for, for the last three years or so, that has been missing in my life. Uh, think naturally things were good. I was able to work uh, and, and, had a, and have a successful job, but, but that part of my life was gone. And uh, I didn't know how that was going to be restored. We were going to different churches here and there. And I was like, ah, you know, we don't see it. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what's gone, going on. Um, uh, but we got here and instantly just the vision for, for my life, for, for our, our family, um, just, just instantly restored. And, and, and it was interesting coming in here as well. And, and the church was preaching on uh, refreshing. And it was just such a, such a perfect timing. It was, uh, God really refreshed us. Even, you know, even driving an hour or two down here for, to, to church, uh, we, we don't leave tired. We leave refreshed and renewed. And, and it's just been, been, been an awesome uh, few months. And we're excited and, and excited for the church plant coming up. We're purposely driving past the, the school where, where the church is going to be at and just getting really excited. There's houses and, and there's so many people uh, in that part of Escondido and that, in that part of North County that are going to be touched. And we're excited. It's going to be a good 2014. <laughs> well, and just for me personally, really quick, um, I have was involved in a church um, in, in ministry for eight years and never really felt like I was able to uh, fulfill the calling of God on my life because there was never a place for me to be able to be open and honest with who I was. And I just am really, really grateful to find Canvas and to find a place where there is a place for, to be honest, to be a person who doesn't have it all together, who's been through some stuff, who's dealt with things and is still dealing with things, isn't perfect. And we're just really grateful that God gave us a home and a family and a place to serve. And we're 
grateful. Amen. Hi, I'm Naomi. I think you all know me. Um, there's a, a story in the Bible about Israel when they came up to a real difficult spot and they didn't know what was going to happen. And one of the leaders said, Hitherto has the Lord helped us. Now, they, hitherto isn't a word we use every day, but it meant up to this point, God has helped us. So we know based on that that he's going to help us through this difficult time. And it's kind of like those stones that, that Ben was just talking about that they built up that they could look back and see, yeah, God helped us through that difficult spot. And that's kind of been the story of my life. Uh, I've known the Lord since I was a child. But even though you commit your life to the Lord when you're young, that doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect life. He didn't say that he was going to spare you from everything and that it was difficult. He just said that I'm going to be there with you when you do go through those times. And looking back on my life, there, there are so many stones that I can set up and say, this, this is the spot where God helped me. This is the spot where God helped me. You know, when, when your, um, your oldest son, who was raised in church, graduated from Bible college, turns his life over to drugs and, and promiscuity and throws away everything he ever had. He lost his family, lost his business. For months at a time, we didn't know where he was or what he was doing. There, there, there's nothing else you can do but call upon the Lord. And, and he had said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so when you hang on to that promise and you see that through the years, how God has restored and, and brought back normalcy to someone's life. And, and then my second son was in, in this horrible accident as a policeman. And, and, and uh, everybody came to the hospital for a fatality accident. And then to see God restore him. And, and raise him up to the point where, where he's a leader in his police department and a youth pastor and had great influence on people's lives. And then my third son diagnosed with cancer in his spinal column. Where do you go when something like that happens? But you know that God is there. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And, and it's not that you have to go hunting for him during those times, but he's just there. And I've, I've just always experienced that, that was there. And, and like Ben just testified, my, my youngest son, my baby, who was committed to the Lord, began to wander from God. I just turn it over to him. And he said, I'm there. I'm going to, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. And then when your, your parents die in the same year, my mom died when she was 59. And, and seven months later, on five days before Christmas, my, my father passed away. They were 59 and 62, too young to die. But God was there underneath were those everlasting arms. He said, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. And then when my husband passed away four and a half years, there's things that rock you to your core. But God is there. He doesn't, he doesn't leave. You just know he's there. And, and through the situation I'm in right now, wasn't the way I planned to spend Christmas. And I, I 
I have the foggiest idea, the reason for this, but I just know he's there, he's right with me, he's going through this with me, and he's going to, he's going to be the provision for everything I need in this situation. So um, that, that's kind of my testimony. Hitherto, the Lord has helped me, and he's still going to be helping me. I told her to keep my portion of the testimony tame. I said, Mom, when you get your fourth son, just remember you're in a wheelchair, and that's a really long drop. Good morning. My name is Devereaux Moore. And uh, the whole point of my testimony today is that Satan is a punk, and uh, he is the great deceiver, and I've learned this in my life. Um, he will do and can do anything uh, possible to distort your mind, distort your life, and to turn you away from God. The exciting thing is, is that God will never let you go. And uh, I'm sitting down in my chair, and I'm freezing and convulsing, and people are probably thinking, uh, you know, this is Satan for you. He's saying, Devereaux, people, are, don't go up there. People are going to think you're on drugs or something, and I'm still freezing. And then, and I'm like, oh man, I'm not, man, I can't give my testimony. And then I'm like thinking, God comes to me, he says, Devereaux, you know, the stage lights are warm. So <laughs> that's why I'm here today. I'm like, all right, praise God. Um, but seriously, um, I, I was raised in a pastor's family and I had a real loving set of parents, but it was still a broken home. Uh, my mom came from a long line of alcoholics and uh, there was a lot of anger and rage in my family. I was, I was, I guess, the the good kid in high school. I played guitar on the worship team. I was actually president of my senior class. I had everything going for me and all the potential and possibility for an awesome future of serving God. And everybody was like, oh, Devereaux, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to do this. You're going to be great. Serve the Lord. And that drove me crazy. And, you know, Satan found my weak points in my life and used everything and did use everything to turn me from God. And I ended up going to uh, my first year of college at a Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and then it all went downhill. I started partying. I found myself just, just doing everything that God didn't want me to do, staying away, uh, drugs, you know, facing jail, uh, facing just horrible consequences. And that's the thing, my point, that God... Um, even though if you fall short of God's glory and, and you end up in a place that's so far and dark and you feel, well, I've screwed up this bad, and, and, you know, and that's where Satan will get you. He'll say, that's right, you're screwed up, and you're never going to be able to live a righteous life. Well, that's not true, because God doesn't leave you. He just lets you go, and he lets you, he lets you realize that you need him. He'll let you fall. He'll let you hit the floor, and, and that's what I did. I hit the floor, man, and my parents, I thank them. Every day they prayed for me in high school, I remember every night they said, Dear Lord, please bring Devro a wife that's going to love him and heal him. And that's what he did. And, and I've been married for five years, too. My, my beautiful wife. It's just wild, man. Like, I'm out here in beautiful San Diego for two years. You know, I was, I was just facing death. 
and destruction, and, and God is good. And he let me screw my life up because now I, I see how much I need him. And thank the Lord I have Alyssa. She's beautiful, and, you know, God can do amazing things. So don't let Satan be a punk, and don't listen to condemnation. You know, if, if you're screwing up or you're, you're having a hard time in life, it doesn't matter because that's why Christ died on the cross for us. You know, his blood was shed, and your sins are forgiven. So, you know, you keep sinning, you mess up. And God's here to pick you back up again. So, I mean, if that helps anybody, praise the Lord. Come on, man. Hello, everyone. My name is Peter Fahim, and I've been going to Canvas for about a year and a half now. Um, so I'm going to give you, like, a little brief testimony for 2013. I did school and ministry full-time last year, and I was on fire, like, super pumped for like to take on the world and what pastor ben was saying after this you're either going to just go up or you're going to go down you're not going to go even i was like yeah i got this you know canvas and then um the the real part was i was dependent on my surroundings and i know god is working on me as an independent like he wants me independently He doesn't want me on fire when I'm in a church setting or a class setting. And from there, from the class, I I just fell. And I'm in that coming up feeling like he he wants me by himself. So he puts me in situations where I would have to grow. um, Even if he opens the doors, I need to walk to those doors. God is, he's, he's doing a lot in my life right now. And it's, when they say give it all to God, it's not just um, a one-time thing. Like, you really have to give it to God and have that peace. And I feel like God wants me to be a leader, but I'm not following him. And just this year alone, I could just see everything deteriorating that I wanted to happen. But I was doing it on my own wasn't praying, wasn't reading the Bible, but here I am today trying to give my testimony, proclaiming that God is there. He was always there, and until I start walking towards him, I'm not going to get any closer to him. I love you guys. I love Canvas. everyone. My name is uh, Kerry Conkle. Um, I know Pastor Ben says we have about 90 seconds to say everything, so i got about seven years to go through, so that gives me about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, it all went so fast. Like um, I was in high school. I was in, a, I was in a real good church. I grew up in a church family in Tennessee. Uh, I had a mom that, uh, that prayed me to where I am today. Joined the Navy when I was 18. Uh, got on the wrong path. Uh, started hanging out with the wrong people. I was uh, doing drugs. Um, everything spiraled down quickly. I was in a relationship that I didn't belong in. Uh, uh, did two deployments. I, I felt a lot of hate when I didn't grow up around that, so it was it was odd for me. And uh, then it all it all kind of changed uh, pretty quick. You know, I just started praying. Um, you know, I knew I was lost, and 
then I uh, went home on leave, and I met my, my, my beautiful wife, uh, Michelle, which isn't here today. She's still in Tennessee, uh, on, uh, still on vacation. But I met her uh, December 18th, 2011. We were, I guess, officially dated on Christmas. Uh, we were engaged on New Year's, and then uh, married March 24th of, uh, of last year. And, you know, there was a lot of things we went through as uh, a new couple, uh, being married so soon, but uh, God has his plan and everything, and uh, finances was a big deal for us, but when we learned to trust God with everything, he, he changed our life, and uh, we were a year, I guess, uh, around now, we, were, we found ourselves, uh, the Navy had given us money to move, and they're bad at math, so they took back $4,500 or so, and uh, it was around the holidays, we had just spent a month, bunch of money on plane tickets and presents, and uh, we had rent due, and uh, I found out that the Navy, they were taking all of the money back at once, they wasn't taking in increments, so I didn't get like two and a half paychecks, and uh, my wife asked me if uh, I'd, been, I'd gotten paid um, uh, towards the end of December, and uh, we were in we were in church, and I hadn't checked it yet, and I just knew something about that day was different, and I went in, and I was there with my mom and my family and the people I grew up around, and I just knew that I had to stand up and be the man of the house, and I was so sick of living in fear and uh, doing what I was doing, and so that day, uh, December 23rd, uh, 2012, I rededicated my life to Christ, and uh, from then on, uh, we've we moved forward. Uh, I told Michelle, I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I know our finances are all messed up, but starting January 1st, every penny we make, we're going to tithe on it. And there was a lot of, you know, tension there, but we, we just prayed about it, and uh, God laid this on my heart. And uh, the book of Luke, chapter 7, it says, uh, Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, uh, saith, Master, say on. And uh, Jesus said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors, and one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. He said, tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose he that uh, to whom forgave most. And he said unto him, thou hast rightly judged. So I believe God, he, he allows us to... Um, to make our own choices, but ultimately he just surrounds us with love and he doesn't care what we've done, where we've been, uh, what we've done wrong, but uh, it's through his grace that we make it to where we are and without all those bad things that happen, we're not able to uh, enjoy and appreciate uh, the true love that he has for us and I'm thankful that he's changed my life, given me the woman of my dreams and allowed me to be in this great church. Um, everyone here, like ever since we've been here, like I've just felt nothing but love from these people, and, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Come on. Awesome. Come on, can we give all those that shared a big hand, and more importantly, come on, can we give God a hand for what he's doing? Come on. Let's give God a hand right now for all that he's doing in the lives of people. I, I, you know, it, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter what your thought about Christianity or Jesus is. 
No one got up here. You didn't hear anybody's testimony when they got up here. You didn't hear them get up here and say, you know, life was really, really good. And I asked Jesus into my life, and I started doing drugs. Started sleeping around with my wife. You didn't hear any of that. Listen, any time, no matter what your thought is about Jesus, no matter what your thought is about Christianity, when Jesus is introduced onto the scene, life gets better. Life gets better. Things begin to change for the better. God begins to do a work in our life from the inside out, and it is visible. It is tangible. And you heard from, I don't know how many people came up here today. You heard from them. These are, these are real stories. These are real people. This is what God's really doing in their life. The great part is 2014 is right around the corner. Come on, and we're going to continue to move forward as a church, and we're going to continue to see more lives impacted by Jesus Christ. And what's exciting to me is to see all of these people that came up here, and only about half of our church is here, to see how many people and to think that, man, there's so many more that God's done great work in their life. And I can't wait to see what God continues to do this year. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.